I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Today's guest, amazing. Uh, she was on the 90 Day Mentoring Challenge, and I'd forgotten all about that. So I'm going to let her tell her story. So let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Sydney, Australia. She works as a technical lead and power platform in Dynamics 365 at Blackmore's Group. She loves coding, working through hard problems, and creating elegant solutions. She's very passionate about learning tech as well as non-tech. In her spare time, she loves spending time with her husband, drawing, cooking, bushwalking, and reading. Uh, you can find her on Twitter at Tareem Han and her blog, tarimhan.com. Welcome to the show, Tarim. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. Did I pronounce everything right? Sometimes I'm like not certain when they're not like, you know, names I've grown up with. Well, you actually did pretty well. Uh, I have to say it's one of the better versions of my name that I heard. <laughs> <laughs> How do you say it? Uh, it's Terim, um, but it's spelled with R and not L, so it's kind of gets quite confusing. So I usually go by just Tay. And that makes it so much easier for everyone. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. So tell us about you. What do you do when you're not working? Tell us a bit about, you know, family, lifestyle. Um, are you a foodie? You know, what do you do for fun? I actually have a very, I've got a very varied hobbies and I'm pretty curious person. So I dabble into things a lot. So I have to say uh, my I, I draw, um, as you mentioned. Uh, so I do a lot of like um, pen and ink illustrations and do um, digital drawings on photoshops and stuff like that. And so, yeah, so it, that's that keeps me entertained. <laughs> and then I, I love uh, cooking. Uh, I always believe that cooking is a bit of a combination between art and chemistry. And those were my favorite subjects back in um, when I was at school. So, um, yeah, so, so I cook a lot and, um, like baking. So these days was covered and things like that. So I've been into making sourdough breads and things like that. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Interesting on the sourdough bread, as in my wife tried, but sourdough, it, you got a lot of work to do even before the bread making, right? Yeah. 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 We, we actually call, I call it pets. It's my pet, uh, so because it's like living, right? So, <laughs> so I feed my pet, and then like I leave it out, and then it'll you know double in size, and yeah, there's a bit of prep work, but I mean it's all very enjoyable. Like, um, so you just see that thing grow, and then next thing you're making a dough, and you know it's just doing things with your hands and things like that, and the smell and everything, and yeah, so I love the process of it. And 
Outside of your food creations, uh, do you have a favorite restaurant that you like in Sydney? Favorite restaurant in Sydney? Ooh, that's a hard one um, because, as you probably know, that I'm Korean, so <laughs> so I like my Korean barbecue. <laughs> so and so there's some uh, I live I live near Chatswood, so I just I go to a um, restaurant there. Um, uh, it's a one next to Chase. Uh, yeah, I forgot the name actually. It's called Narison, I think. And yeah, it, they do have a really, really good um, barbecue meat sets. And you can choose from options of A to C. I think it was something like that. And like you get like different plates of meat that you can choose from and side dishes and things like that. So yeah, that, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, nice, yeah. nice. I used to live, uh, you know, in, in World Tower in Sydney, which is on George Street. And we had Korean barbecue at the bottom of our building and, oh, we used to be there all the time. It was so good. So good, so good. Tell us about how you got into technology. What was your journey? Right, my journey. Uh, okay, so I accidentally got into computer science. <laughs> um, I had a one year of, of uni that I need to do before I could actually do the major I wanted to go and do so but I actually ended up finishing it so <laughs> and so I, I was I did that in Auckland so I in Auckland yeah yes wow I did not know that so I did my undergrads in Canterbury and Christchurch but I did my um, postgraduates in Auckland and so you know how things are in Auckland like um so I went to Datacom <laughs> As a graduate, and I went and worked for a digital team back then, and we worked with a lot of content management systems, like so, like like yeah, all sets, like you know, in house belt ones, like and Actrons, and I think we even did IBM ones as well, and yeah, and then yeah, but my favorite one was at the time was Microsoft Content Management Server. And um, you probably know that that got discontinued at some point. <laughs> so I thought the next um, next uh, transition from there would be to work with SharePoint. So I got into that, and I think that was still very early days, like SharePoint 3 and Foundation and all that kind of stuff. And then, like, yeah, building intranets and extranets. And, like, being a typical Kiwi, I thought, oh, okay, I want to do some overseas experience. <laughs> And and then we call it OE, and then I saw oh yeah, and a lot of people go to US or UK or something like that. And I saw oh where can I go? But I didn't really want to um, go too far from my family because my sister had her first child at the time. So I thought okay, Australia, Australia it is. <laughs> so I, I, the aim was to be here for only two years. Then I actually stayed for eleven years now. Wow. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know how it is. And and then that's when I joined a company called OBS. And then I started my journey into learning about Microsoft Dynamics CRM. And there was that version four back then. Uh, but yeah, I got hired as a, like a SharePoint developer. But then I was building out like portals for SharePoint portals for our XRM um, clients. So, yeah. And then, you know, how if you start working on that, you kind of start picking up tickets on the other side of the fence. And like, I really liked what I saw on the other side of the fence. So <laughs> I transitioned into the dynamics development then. 
And um, yeah, and then from there, like I did a lot of like uh, because I come from a more of a t- pro developer background, so I work more like a full stack developer, I guess, in a way. So I do a lot of end to end implementations for our XRM customers. So like building out from facing platforms for their systems, like um, using I guess SharePoint, and then there was Angular. Um, single page um, applications and mobile apps using Xamarin and um, things like that. And there are a lot of those things, but always interfacing it and writing APIs that will actually expose dynamics implementation underneath. And also like working with the actual, you know, the dynamics development and customizations and stuff like that as well. And then I think it was three, four years ago when I started to, um, go into a bit of Azure stuff and then, then the power platform stuff came out. And then, yeah, so these days I mostly work with power platform and yeah, doing a lot of more driven apps with Canvas apps and I love PCF controls <laughs> and um, yeah, and doing a bit of like Azure and DevOps and all that kind of stuff. And all, very fun. So yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much how I got in and what I'm doing right now. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. So you've done, you, you know, it's been interesting because you've, you've spent your time partner side and through a range of partners, I see. And then you've, you're now working directly uh, for a customer as an employee. And what's the biggest difference that you've noticed between working uh, for a partner as opposed to working directly for um, you know, uh, an end user of the platforms? I would probably say the engagement level is really different because, uh, so if you're working for a consultancy, um, often you may, you may, you will work with the customers, but then, um, you kind of get your requirements and then come out and do your implementation and do the iteration and things like that. But like, I guess when you're in the customer side and you're the actual internal IT, like you have a bit more engagement with the customers because you actually talk to them because they're your colleagues. And, um, yeah. So, and then I, I feel as though you can really dig into the issues they're actually experiencing like better than as a consultant. And so, and yeah, I guess the, because you're internality and you're actually building up platform for them, the engagement of the project will be much longer, obviously. And so you do see from like conception to like actually delivering whatever it is that you're delivering. And then you have the iterations of improving the system and seeing the users actually using the system. And I think that aspect of actually seeing the users use the system, like sometimes you may not get it depending on the kind of projects that you're working on for consultancy. Um, um, depending on the uh, contracts and I guess, I guess, and that kind of things, but. Um, yeah, so just, just seeing them use it and then they come back to you and say, oh, you know, maybe add this feature here and there and like, you know, and you go and do that. And yeah, it, it just improves their process. And yeah, so that's, that's the biggest one. And then you have, I feel as though you have a bit more, I don't know, time and I guess to really dig into it and then make it that, that, you know, the solution more solid. Um, uh, through iteration again. Um, yeah, so that's probably the biggest difference I'll see. Yeah. So two, two follow-up questions for that. What is, 
what do you miss most about working for a partner and what what are you glad to you don't have to do about not working for a partner Ah, uh, so what I miss about partners, I guess it's like, uh, the, you do see more projects. So like, um, yeah, so that's probably what I actually miss as well. And I guess like the, in a consultancy, you'll get like many other colleagues, you know, who's in that IT, um, um, area. So you get to, uh, you know, have more of that bouncing of, of ideas and stuff like that. More, I mean, more people too. And so, um, that's probably one of the things that I miss the most. And, um, and then what I don't miss about it is the building, <laughs> the, the timesheets. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Hey? So true. So true. So yeah. true. So, so do you have plans to join the mothership? Mothership? Ah, I'd love to go to the mothership, but <laughs> it's like, would you have me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, well, the the thing is, right? It, you know, I, I feel across one's career in the space, people work partner side, people work, uh, you know, client side, like you are, and then the mothership, Microsoft. You know, to go and work at Microsoft at some point is kind of like. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, like recently I've seen quite a few MVPs, you know, leave and go and work for Microsoft. So um, I just wondered if that was, you know, potentially something that, you know, would be on your career, you know, ideals. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, yeah, definitely. Um, but, uh, yeah, see where it goes, really. <laughs> it's ama- it's amazing company, right? What I'm constantly impressed in and I've, I've watched Microsoft for probably 25 years now in in different partner capacity roles and working with them as well, is that their culture just seems to be on fire at the moment. Like it seems to be such an awesome culture to be in Microsoft at the moment is my, my perception. Yeah. So tell me, how'd you become an MVP? What was, what was, how, how did that come about for you? And, and did anything change once you became an MVP? Right. This, this is quite, um, interesting because I have to say, um, everything started, uh, with your, um, mentoring challenge, <laughs> 90 day mentoring challenge. So I was in your class for that year 2020. And then, um, yeah, so there was the catalyst and it was a perfect storm really because, uh, that's when the COVID started, the pandemic started and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, we learned about a lot of emphasis on community work. And I always wanted to contribute back to the community and because I learned so much from them. And like, and in that class, like we had a lot of, um, you know, individuals who like, you know, uh, so inspirational, like, you know, and then like, and then you, uh, we, we covered the, uh, topic of, you know, setting up the personal brand and then you know having a platform to share with others and things like that and it's really embarrassing how many years I actually had like uh get my own blog (laughs) on my to-do list and then I finally managed to get a blog up and then I started blogging um and then yeah, and then from there, like, um, yeah, just, uh, speaking opportunities came from like user groups and things like that. And I mainly talked about PCF controls and, um, like ex- extension points, I guess. Um, and, um, yeah, and then, yeah, like I had a lot of help from the community members and like a lot of encouragement from them. And I still remember when I first my first 
blog post and I'm a very introverted person and like I try to I usually try to stay on the radar kind of thing and then like Karina like and um she jumped on and she said oh my gosh you have to go read this post and then like I'm just like hiding under the under the rock <laughs> kind of again then not Raj you're like you know hey he went and did the same and it's like yeah it was like really um it, it was very encouraging and um it was just really encouraging to see that like um that I could share something um yeah and then and then yeah and then help from like family members as well like uh, every person I write like my husband reads it <laughs> and, um, and, then, and then yeah and then like my yeah my longtime colleague and um manager like he's also really into it and like supporting me on this and stuff and yeah so that's how I kind of got started with the MVP side of things and yeah that's so cool. It's so cool he- hearing hearing that story through. How many people have hit you up and said, "How do I become an MVP now that you're an MVP?" Um, actually, no one. <laughs> wow, no one. wow! Wow! <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. It. it I, yeah. But I mean, uh, it was more like I talked to more MVPs than before, and um. Yeah. So I mean, uh, there's huge help from Diana and um Berkovich and. Eliza and Geetha and like so I mean like I do talk to the community more nowadays like because of this opportunity and things like that and then uh, even before that actually as well but um yeah but yeah nobody actually um contacted me saying oh how do I become an MVP <laughs> maybe I'm not doing the I'm not doing it right <laughs> no, it, it's it's good it's good it's, it, it, it's it's good what what's what's your um what's your biggest recommendation for people you know, that want to become an MVP, what would you recommend they do? Just, just go out there and share really. And, um, I would say, yeah, I mean, if I can do it, like, and I'm a very, uh, I'm very introverted and like, then anyone can do it. (laughs) Um, you should just take courage and just, you know, put yourself out there. And if you could, I mean, yeah, that's, Pretty much what I'll say. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been so good talking to you. I love your infectious laughter. And uh, I can't wait to hopefully catch up with you in Australia at some point. Yeah. Or New Zealand because I do. Or make, New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So you still got family here, I take it? Yes, I do. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Oh, sorry. I forgot. I always have my random questions right for the end. And I was so excited talking to you. I forgot about them. But uh, here they are. Are you ready for your random questions? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Okay. So imagine this. You're in a zombie apocalypse. End of the world. What three people do you want to be on your team to help fight the zombies? My husband, definitely. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Husband. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would say uh my my mom <laughs> and i mean my parents really and um, there's already three people <laughs> so <laughs> yeah there you go you've nailed it, you've yep. nailed it. <laughs> awesome awesome what thing would you be most scared to tell your parents <laughs> it's a hard one isn't it yeah I actually really transparent with them, so I don't know actually. Oh, that's yeah, so good. So that's good. I have that's no good idea. answer. Good answer. Good answer. 
A good a goody two-shoes? I mean, good oh, yeah, answer. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very good goody two-shoes. I mean, I was totally am, so I'm not denying that at all. So. Okay. So here, here's the last one. This is a very tricky one. Would you rather end the life of one human or a hundred puppies and kittens? What do you make me to ask? <laughs> you can say, you can say, I don't want to answer that. <laughs> That's I, a hard one, it's a really it? hard one, but I really, I, I value human life. Um, although I love puppies and cute furry things, but I, 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 I it's my faith. I value my human life. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's good. Yes. These are good answers. These are good answers. <laughs> Tay, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun being on the show. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're interested in the 90-Day Mentoring Challenge, go to nz365guy.com forward slash mentoring. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365Guy. If you want to support the show, please check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365Guy. Stay safe and see you next time.